how's everybody doing? My name is Augie with VIP Playlist. I'm here with my lovely co-host. Adam, what's up, guys? And today we have uh, probably, man, I don't even know, one of the most diverse vocalists in the scene, Andy Sizik. hey oh, Thanks, yeah. man. Appreciate that. Man, I always, I, there's a, been a bunch of bands that have kind of mentioned your name on these playlists and everything. And the first thing that I say, and it's it's true, is I listened to Wander and Macari for like six months before I realized you were the vocalist <laughs> of both of them. Yeah, dude, I've uh, I've gotten that a time or two. And then when I found out Monuments and then the Terminus stuff, I was like blown away, man. Just the range in your voice is insane, man. Thank you, dude. I appreciate that. Yeah. So... We are going to build a playlist today, some of your favorite music, everything like that. First question i like to ask, man, is there anything you want to name this? Let's call it Andy's Metal Montage. That's, Wonderful. That's good, man. I love that. <laughs> I like the alliteration, Metal Montage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now, we kind of do this in a little bit of, a little bit of an order, but um, we did do a little studying here, and uh, I listened to your interview with Lead singer syndrome. Oh, sick! It yeah, very, very interesting. Yeah, very interesting. It's awesome. I mean, Shane told that's that's a legend. So. I know, dude. I was mm-hmm. so <laughs> I was like starstruck and yeah, how dope is that? Right? Yeah, and he's such a cool guy to talk to. So it was yeah surprisingly comfortable. That's awesome, man. Uh, one of the songs that I did hear you mention on here that I think has to be like the first song on here is uh, "Smoke on the Water," man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the first song I ever. Uh, I guess learned on guitar. I feel like that's most people's guitar center song. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, my dad gave me a Fender Squire when I was eleven, and he was like, "Here, play play this riff," and he showed it to me, and I just practiced it for like a week, and uh, yeah, that's kind of how I got started. So your parents were kind of supportive in this uh, career. Yeah, path? yeah, they always have been. My my dad is a, a rock musician as well. And he's been playing guitar and singing for his whole life. So um, I already had that foundation of influence. And he was always hanging out, playing his rock records. How old were you uh, when you got that guitar and kind of learned that song and everything? Well, I was 11 when I got my first guitar. But I definitely was brought up around rock and roll ever Mm -hmm. since I was born. Okay. So other than Smoke on the Wolf. Water. Is there any songs that you kind of remember your dad showing you that maybe you still kind of revisit today? Oh yeah, of course. Um, pretty much the whole album Twenty One Twelve by Rush. Oh god, uh, Rush. That is one just... was really cemented. <laughs> yeah, I I love that album. Um, and then well, All the World's a Stage was their live record. That's the he gave that to me on cassette. So that was like my first uh classic rock cassette. And then um, there's also Led Zeppelin. He would play a lot of Led Zeppelin live. VHSs in the house so uh like cashmere was one of my favorites or uh immigrant song um you know stairway to heaven of course yeah <laughs> and on let's get a rush song on here man yeah um ah, man this is tough uh bastille day let's go with that that's kind of a, a lesser known deep cut bastille day that's b-a-s-t-i-l-l-e yeah okay deep cut on here man yeah yeah, and man, then... I love I love that song though. It's fucking <laughs> awesome. Uh, Zeppelin, let's go with Cashmere. Definitely. Yeah. So leading into that, you know, what vocalist would you say sort of 
because obviously that's what your bread and butter now what mm-hmm. vocalist got you like into it and just said hey i want to do that that's going to be me one day <sighs> interesting that's a tough one i'm not really sure or maybe it, it was an experience maybe i think i think it started out with like green day okay um you know when i when i, I remember the first time i heard basket case on the radio <laughs> it was like in the car with my dad and i know that that billy joe isn't like necessarily known for being the most prolific vocalist in the world but he was an awesome pop punk vocalist so oh for yeah. sure that yeah, was absolutely. when i got my first taste of it and um you know, I had nowhere near, I, I didn't have the confidence to sing, but I could fantasize about it and imagine being, being in a, a rock band someday. So probably, probably Green Day. Green yeah, Day, I mean, well, funny. he has a distinct sound for sure. Yeah, absolutely. As soon as he comes on the radio, you know exactly who it is. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. He's, he's, um, unmistakable. Yeah. That's, it's funny though, cause you know, a couple of bands that I had on here was like, uh, I met a Yeti and, uh, I had, I love John, them. Uh, yeah, they're awesome. So great. I had uh, Johnny from Lost Trees. and, and Johnny, my boy. Yeah. They all mentioned <laughs> like, uh, you know, they went on tour with you for a little bit. And they're like, man, he just gave me some of the greatest tips. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Damn. Well, that makes me really happy. I'm I'm just glad to be a positive influence. So Yeah, I know Johnny said that uh, he Shout still uses... That. He still uses some of the tips that uh, that you gave great. him on tour. <laughs> that means the world. Thanks for telling me that. Yeah, man, no problem. But uh, so it's weird because, you know, Billy Joel, like you said, I don't know if he could be in any other band. And you you would know exactly what it is every time. And like I mentioned yeah. at the beginning, you have such a range. When you are approached by a band, is that like, is that something you're trying to do is sound different from your previous band? Or is it just kind of happen? It just happens because... um. I have pushed myself out of my comfort zone so much doing like I got my start in the music scene by doing YouTube covers of mm-hmm. of lots of different bands. And um, every time I would do one, it sort of taught me a new a new lesson, you know, a new trick um, that I could add to my skill set. So I did that so much that I started to my goal was just anytime I heard like a noise or a note or a sound that I couldn't do, I wanted to learn how to do it so that way I could use it. Um, yeah in in my own work so i i did that so much that i think i just got i i racked up a a big tool belt of stuff and then i could apply it to whatever i was doing so i'm still i'm definitely doing whatever i whatever project i'm in i'm doing it in my own way but i I prepped for it you know what i mean yeah I, i don't know if it was necessarily like something that were my end goal was to to be able to be in any band and do you know any style of vocal i was just having fun and and I was hungry and ambitious for for knowledge, and it was uh, just something cool that I could challenge myself with. So when the time came and the opportunity arose, I was I was ready. Yeah. Another thing that I le- heard on the on the interview was uh, you were comfortable singing with rock band. That's kind of how you got your. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Uh, oh man, You, you said. <laughs> I think you said something on the interview about how you want to know how many kids got their start. Well, yes, I this do. is absolutely the podcast for that because I would say, I think I've done 52 of these interviews and out of 52, I think probably 80% of them has, has mentioned guitar hero or rock band as yep. 
what goddamn influential yeah yeah that and the uh tony hawk pro skater soundtrack of course of course tony hawk (laughs) and and guitar hero shaped so many of us millennials um yeah i can't let you by without telling me what rock band song was your favorite to sing because i always ask um it was i think this was rock band they had um no this might have been guitar here i I was gonna say a tray x's and o's okay I don't remember which which one that on. I might have just been singing it. Um, oh, they had they had "Welcome Home" by uh, Coheed and Cambria. That one was oh, yeah. yeah, that's a fun one. Yeah, dude. Oh man, I love that one. So good. Yeah, Adam just actually got into them. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I've never, I, I was kind of late too. I'd never really been like a huge, huge Coheed buff. And then one of my good friends, DJ, he uh, was like, "Dude, you gotta like you gotta explore discography." And he made me a playlist uh, last year that. Mm-hmm. Now I've I've really dove into their discography and oh, yeah, they're fucking sick, dude. Adam, awesome. uh, I've yeah, seen Adam him went... twice now in like a year. Like, <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I want to see him. It's so an bad. it's an incredible show. I'm sure you will. You, yeah, you yeah. Cross paths. Adam said he sounds like even better live than what he does on yeah track. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably like so live and organic and just mm-hmm. like they're definitely not a band with with like a synthetic character like everything they do sounds really really malleable and raw and and real so mm-hmm. yeah. i can only imagine that translates to their live performance absolutely sure. yeah you're obviously in every band on the face of the earth now and <laughs> uh i think obviously <laughs> I you probably... <laughs> <laughs> um and and you've i think maybe wander might be the the longest one mm-hmm. that's kind of yes, still still going definitely. on right I mean, that's that, right that's what do we got like eight or nine years on that maybe yeah dude Th- thanks that. for mentioning wander that means yeah a lot no to me. absolutely um I, I like knowing like i like seeing where the growth and the progression right and, mm-hmm. and obviously the work you do there y'all you all do there it is wonderful thank you um but look at you now right you're like traveling the globe you are on and all of these wonderful bands you know, did you picture yourself being in this position, you know, eight or nine years ago? It's a two-parter. Right. Well, that's really kind. Um, I appreciate the the nice words about my music, man. For real. It means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I, I fantasized about it. I, right. I, I didn't ever know if, if this was going to be my reality. And um, I wanted that lifestyle. I, I think I was really, really wrapped up in like, the scene around like 2008 to 2012, the like when there was Warp Tour and all these yep. medical ba- bands were emerging. I wanted to to be up there uh, doing that shit just like them. And um, yeah, I mean, the circumstances that led me to here, I couldn't have expected or predicted, but I always wanted to be up on that stage. So mm-hmm. I'm really grateful. I think my my 16 year old self is is extremely stoked. Yeah, yeah, what what would you have told your sixteen year old self if you could go back? <laughs> um, choose a different career. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I I think um, God, that's that's hard. I don't I don't know. Um, probably don't doubt yourself so much, and um, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to put yourself out there, even if uh you think you suck, because you need to suck first as a stepping stone in order to become better. And, you know, I, I think I was really afraid of, of doing that for a long time. And 
Mm-hmm. If I had, if I decided to get into singing earlier, even earlier than 16, you know, if I, cause I didn't really start singing, like I said, until like rock band and shit when I was like 15, but I would have loved to have, to have done choir and stuff like that earlier right. on. And maybe I'd, I'd, I'd have had an earlier start. And so, but you know, I was just not ready to, uh, pull myself out of my comfort zone. And I think I always had it in me, but I was afraid. So yeah. Yeah. yeah being uh... able to do it with while being afraid anyway is that's how I've gotten by. Yeah. yeah that's a, been a recurring theme on a couple of our podcasts, sort of uh, what we've discussed as being like self doubt, whether you're trying to, you know, be a musician or start a podcast or a YouTube channel Self-doubt is is tough, man. It can really yeah. hold you back. It is tough. And honestly, man, if I were to get, have given myself that advice, it wouldn't have helped at all. Because people tell me no. all the time, people <laughs> say all the time, don't doubt yourself. It's oh, not yeah. something you can just turn on and off. So It's not. I don't know. Like, I'd probably have to sit down for a week and think about what, what would be the absolute best advice to give mm-hmm. my past self. Luckily, <laughs> I, I don't need to do that. This isn't Back to the Future 2, and I have no sports right. almanac yeah, to give. That's good. So, yeah. yeah, man, win the lottery. Here you go. <laughs> right. Yeah. Banking off of Adam's question here, it's funny because normally when we do these, the the group, we either have a group or whatever, and it's one band that we have to listen to. And I put them all, I put their discography all in like um, release date order. So from oldest to newest release date. Oh, uh, sorry about that. You probably oh have time. Oh, it was so <laughs> I'm hard. I'm so sorry. It's funny I haven't finished it yet. It's funny because I'm just kidding. I put, so I started with with Wander. Um, I didn't do your solo stuff yet. And by the time I got to the last thing you released, which I believe is The Web of Lies with Joshua Travis. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. So there was five and a half hours worth of music. Oh, man. And that's that not even including unreal. any of your solo stuff. I've never thought about that before. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Well, well, dude, I, I, I don't know what to say. Like, it means a lot that you would take the time to listen. And oh, uh, I'm sorry for the uh, incredibly long and tedious uh, it, list that you probably had to go through. Oh, it's cool, man. I enjoyed it. It, it, it was a very. Um, it's very cool discography because it's not just one style of music. It's there's, um, you know, I, I guess Wander you would classify as more of like a pop punk. Yes, of course. Type. And then you have like an ambient, like with Macari, the, the ambient mm-hmm. progressive type. And then, of course, you have your, I don't even know what you would classify monuments, I guess, like progressive prog metal. metal. Yeah, yeah prog, prog metal. metal gent. Yeah. And so with, with all the different styles, because you know, it would go from like Wander to Macari to, I think Termina is one Termina, of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it was it was all over the place. It was it was it was not boring at all to listen to. So thanks, man. Every song had something different, and it was it was really cool to see the growth because I, I don't know, man. My my wife actually likes Macari too. I introduced her a couple years ago, and she wanted me to tell you that uh, Macari sounds like. It could definitely be used in anime themes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, what a good compliment, yeah. dude. I'm, yeah. I'm a huge anime guy. So yeah. shout out to, uh, to I think Mrs. Uh, y'all share the same favorite anime as well. So Yu Yu Hakusho. Yes, sir. No way. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good taste. You you uh, you really struck gold with that I did. One. I did. <laughs> <laughs> you picked Which, a winner. Hey, we were actually asked that uh 
we haven't released that episode yet, but I have an episode coming out where we were asked what our favorite anime is. And I completely dropped the ball and I completely, like Yu Yu Hakusho completely slipped my mind, but that absolutely hands down is probably one of the best. Yeah, it, it was formative for me. Like yeah. Yusuke and Kuwabara and Hiei, like they just, I mean, they shaped my my character in Karama. How, how could I forget? Yeah. But they shaped my, <laughs> my childhood. I, w- I would come home after baseball practice and just watch Toonami and, Mm-hmm. Oh, man, those were the days. Yeah, were they not? Yep, yeah. Those were the days. <laughs> but yeah, so, go ahead, Ogie. Oh no, I, that was all I had, man. For for right oh, now, okay. you go ahead. So, again, just going off of what Augie mentioned about the playlist, you know, the spectrum of the work that you've done is so broad. You know, there are other musicians that are in one band, and they're in that one band for thirty years. And mm-hmm. sure, they may be able to change drastically like their sound but you're able to do you know over time but you're able to do you know three four different types of things within a year within months what is that like to be able to sort of quell the melodic side and the the as well as a hardcore kid inside of you i think um well from like a vocal standpoint uh whether it's singing or screaming and all the different types it all goes back to the same fundamentals of, of practicing healthy vocal technique. So I can attack it in, in a similar way, just by understanding uh, proper habits. And um, it, it sort of lets me, how can I say this? Like cast a standardized net over all the different genres. I can think about it as coming from the same place. Mm-hmm. Um, but from, from a, a taste standpoint, I don't know. I just always ha- had a really eclectic, uh, music taste growing up I, not that eclectic but you know i like the melodic yeah. stuff the pop punk i like the heaviest of the heavy i like the the ambience of of a lot more chill music and yeah i i don't like saying no to cool opportunities so when i meet a talented artist that was doing a certain genre i'd like and i'd, I'd be like hell yeah let's do it and then <laughs> you know someone else from a totally different genre uh mm-hmm. and i just I think it keeps it fresh and yeah. it keeps me from getting bored be- because I can always, if, if I'm feeling angry or, or like a fucking supervillain, I can, I can write some, some crazy Termina like <laughs> heavy ass shit. But if I'm feeling, Absolutely. uh, you know, like heartbroken or, or whatever, uh, love, lo- love, lust or, or yeah, et cetera, dream, dreamy, um, Anyway, what, whatever it is, I can apply the the spectrum of my emotions to different genres, and uh, right. it it all feels fulfilling. And I'm lucky to have multiple outlets. Uh-huh. Yeah, for that, for I do want to say that you have some very very amazing musicians behind you as well. So oh, yeah. Yeah. you're not I like the really whole do. show. Your your voice is absolutely phenomenal. Yes, but you know the musicianship is is just out of this world too like yeah night, well man. well it always starts with with the music it always starts with the instrumental i i mm-hmm. rarely write from like all right here's the vocal line now write the song around it you know yeah i react to what my friends you know my my co-musicians uh bring to the table and, and how it makes me feel so yeah of course like that I couldn't do this without without them. Yeah, they're absolutely phenomenal. Especially just I know Nick Nocturnal for Termina, and I know you've done a few songs with Josh, mm-hmm. uh, Josh Travis. We actually Adam got to buy him a beer one time. Nice, <laughs> I did. Yeah, I did. we saw uh, what was that band, Adam? Um, Glass Cloud. Glass Cloud, Cloud yeah. baby. Yeah, yeah we saw them. Glass Cloud, and uh, 
he was at the bar and Adam was like, man, let me buy you a beer. <laughs> nice. How to, to shoot my shot, you know? Yeah. Dude, he's, he's the best man. Josh is. Yeah. Joshua is built different and yeah, he absolutely. does something in metal guitar that I can't figure out and no one mm-hmm. else can either. It's yeah. His, we've been following him for a long time. It's from yep. Tony yeah. Danza all the way up and he's just Dude, phenomenal. I know, Did you know that he was actually the first singer for Monuments? I learned that. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've that. never I heard him on. sing, but I do know that, that he... Yeah, I wouldn't a... really picture him much as like... like I would. He's Apparently more... he's incredible. That's, yeah. That's what I've I've been told, but I've, <laughs> I've not... Every time I, I ask him, he's like, ha, ha, nah, dude, come on. <laughs> I'm he's like, humble, he's humble. Yeah, oh yeah, big time. I don't know if you've heard... I, we heard this on the podcast, and I don't know how true it is. Maybe you can ask Josh. I know Josh wasn't necessarily in tony danza at like the beginning mm-hmm. somebody told me like something happened where like the guitarist picked the lead vocalist up by the neck or something and that's how he became the lead vocal. i don't know it was like some weird story oh my god <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me at all not. <laughs> i'll ask him i'll ask yeah. him that's a great yeah i want to confirm that because i i need to know yeah i don't remember like the full ends of the story or whatever but yeah it was some crazy like that <laughs> it, it often is man I wouldn't put it past him. I'll 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 give you a, an update on that next yes, time. Yes, please do. Him. Please do. Sweet. <laughs> Let us know the full story. Oh, I will. <laughs> How's everybody doing? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> you like that? How are we doing? You like that? All right. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. <clears throat> uh, so everybody always asks us, uh, where do we find these playlists that we make on this show, and we find them on, you can just follow us on Spotify at B-I-P-L-A-Y-L-I-S-T. And I'll also leave links on all of our socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can find all the playlists there as well. I have a link tree and that at is V-I-P-L-A-Y-L-I-S-T-P-O-D, all one word. And that's where you find these things at. So, Yep. So no more complaining. Yeah. And I told uh, you. you go don't find them. Find you. Go- <laughs> Go find them. Go listen to them. Give us feedback, please. Yeah. Uh, um, leave us a review uh, yeah. it, because we love you. And that would be the coolest thing ever. Um, subscribe and follow. Subscribe and follow. I feel like that's a YouTube thing, but no, do it either anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can't find the button, I don't know. Uh, you're not DM me. hard enough. DM me. Yeah. Um, leave us a review. That'd be really cool. And then go follow us on our socials and on Spotify to keep up with the playlist. Thank you. So let's let's get back to the music side of things here. So going with the different genres of like pop punk, I know you said Green Day and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. um, let's kind of work our way through. I know I'm assuming pop punk since Wander, that was like your first love. When yeah. it comes to music. Yeah, man. And then uh, we'll get maybe some metalcore stuff like that on here as well. So let's start with uh, some pop punk. Yeah, I think um, it was like a day to remember, four years strong. You know, that's Ooh, at, yeah. that was when I was really into like, it was more modern pop punk. You know, I, I yeah. listened to a lot of Green Day and Blink and stuff like that. But then there was a gap in my in my pop punk tastes because i started listening to like breaking benjamin mcr yeah uh you know 30 songs of mars and shit but then i was brought brought back into pop punk because it started overlapping with metalcore 
You know what I mean? Like you had mm-hmm. the Devil Wars Prada touring with the Day to Remember. And I was like, oh shit, pop punk. Yeah, all right, let's get back. Let's jump back into this. And so so I started listening to that stuff again and set your goals. Where it was it was pop punk with like a core edge to Easy it. core, yeah. Yeah, easy yeah. core, man. I was so I was actually like in a couple easy core bands like in high school, like before <laughs> Wander, um, building up to it. Um, so that's where I, I got my my foundation and I was able to embarrass myself plenty before yeah i looked uh, at i tried to look up <laughs> little foot but i didn't look too hard because i oh boy work has been yeah yeah my ass, but I, yeah I, there I, was little foot and then there was there i was in this uh <laughs> project called go home freshman and we were oh. like uh we were just an embarrassing easy core with like i played like a little micro korg and sang you know just kind of copying <laughs> off of what four year strong was doing at the time um but it was a lot of fun, man. And we did we were doing like crab core on stage. Oh, <laughs> it was it was fucking hilarious. I actually had like a key on that keyboard that just did 808 like bass drops for the breakdown. So like, <laughs> that's awesome. This is my finger. <laughs> it was so fun. Yeah. Um, and then and then I guess it was like transit and fireworks, if you remember them, and the source of far. So it was like the post. Easy yeah, core yeah, yeah. era coming in, and that's when Wander started started doing our thing. Let's get a couple of these on here, and then we'll move to like mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. heavier stuff. So uh, you said a day to remember four years strong. Uh, I'm made of wax, Larry. What are you made of? That's the name of the song. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I, I got into them a little late too. I was um, I was a little older when they came out, I think, but I mean, yeah, I kind of jammed them a little later in life. Yeah, I, they had that um for those who have heart. That's what got me into them, and it had that Kelly Clarkson cover on it, yeah. which I thought was awesome. And then then they put out Homesick, which changed the game for everyone. Yeah, four years yeah. strong. Let's see. Probably got to go with a bada bing with a pipe. That's that's what that. <laughs> all these goofy ass two thousand tens names. Wasn't it the man. best? Great yes. times. The longest titles. The Devil Wears Prada was was a fucking. Oh yes. Like, oh good lord. But yeah, I remember, being with a pipe. Uh, the chariot, their first EP, he was making fun of song titles and shit like yeah, that, and it was like I the know. worst. <laughs> like, trying to remember those. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, it was a different time. Yeah. Um. Then he said, "I don't know if you want to throw my Kim song on here or not." Oh, of course, dude. Yeah. Um. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with "I'm Not Okay." That yeah. song literally changed mm-hmm. my fucking life, dude. MCR saved my life. No, but they really, they impacted me. That's um, awesome. We'll we'll have to throw Breaking Benjamin on. There yeah, too. I was that was my next one. <laughs> yeah, because they were huge for me. Let's go with the Diary of Jane. How how could I not? Yeah, that's the one that always played on our shitty little rock. I mean, station. I loved them. Don't get me wrong. Like I listened to so much Breaking Benjamin, but that is such a well written song. Yeah, uh, set your goals. That's the one. Didn't they have? I can't ever remember because there's another like your goals type band. I think. And they had Haley Williams on one of their songs. Was that yeah, yeah, goals? that that was set that song goals. is so fucking sick, man. That was from uh, <laughs> "This Will Be the Death of Us," I think. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go. Yeah, she comes in hot on that fucking song, man. Just ripping it up. Yeah. Before that, they had an album called Mutiny, which was like a lot more DIY sounding, but mm-hmm. it was really sick. So Mutiny was a cool album. And cool song that that's the title track. All right, you want to just throw mutiny on? Yeah, there? yeah, yeah. You yeah. can throw that one on. The last three. I don't know if you want to throw all three or just pick one. So transient fireworks are the story so far. Oh yeah. Um. Let's let's see. Uh, fireworks. 
was that one song? I might have to look at. I'm I'm being a poser right now, but oh, you're good. <laughs> oh yeah, it was called Detroit, off their album. All I have to offer is my gotcha. own confusion. Uh yeah, and then what what was the other one? The story so far. Yeah. Uh, Mount Diablo. That was the first song I ever heard by them, and it was off their split EP with this band called Maker. Uh, yeah, before yeah. their first album, and and that when I heard that, I was like, "This is the new standard for pop punk." Yeah, they were they're so fucking good, man. I I enjoy them. Uh, yeah, and and, then, then, and 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 then that's when I started getting into metal. Like, well, it was like alongside pop punk, but yeah. metal definitely took over. Yeah, um, yeah. I I I was a huge Atreyu fan. Avenged Sevenfold, System mm-hmm. of a Down, The Devil Wears Prada. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then and then it kept moving along at Under Oath as the uh Under Oath the times was, were changing. Man, that was my shit, dude. Cause they came out what like well, they came out like ninety eight, but I didn't discover them until oh, yeah. like two thousand two, I think, two thousand three, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. So they're only yeah. chasing safety. Exactly. And that, then, that that was my introduction. Yeah, that was more like um that was very like on the pop punk easy course i think because it, it was very poppy with some screams in it then when they released define the great line that shit right there was dark and heavy and uh-huh. just fucking just amazing. chaos yes mm-hmm. noise and and angst and that was and my feedback. shit dude <laughs> yeah i know same here man and the one after that too uh lost in the sound of separation yes. is even more in that world of, yeah uh, yeah of chaos yeah it's so awesome Let's go with it. Well, we got an Atreyu song on here, but I, I absolutely love them. I remember his voice was just so insane. Man. Yeah, yeah, dude. The, he, that was like one of my first introductions to having scream vocals be like the main vocal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they had their drummer who sang, which inevitably like that would take over their sound. They they sort of stopped screaming. But yeah, those albums, A Death Grip on Yesterday and The Curse. Yeah. I, I love those albums. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's go with Avenge, man. Avenge Sevenfold. Avenge fucking Sevenfold, dude. Yeah. Um, City of Evil, obviously, was my. I mean, not obviously, but most likely, it's 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 a lot of people's intro to them. Yeah. Um, especially my age. So, Beast and the Harlot. That was the first song I ever heard by Avenged that opened my world to them. And then that self-titled album came out, and holy shit! I mean, that <laughs> that, that album so is so good. Yeah. It, still today is so good. Yeah, that was like my introduction to like other than so like I used to listen to a lot of like metal like the guitars made no sense in the shit that I listened to it was just sure. noise so yeah. like the chariot and you know all that shit but Avenged Sevenfold that was like my intro to like actual soloing and like yeah virtu- virtuoso yeah, yeah yeah uh, let's go with the legends man System of a Down oh boy System of a Down man um. I'm trying to think of what might have been the first. The first song I probably heard was was BYOB. Yeah. Um, or maybe it was Chop Suey. But I think this is going to be weird, but one of my favorite songs from them is called Lonely Day. Yeah. Uh, it's and a it was great actually one of their song. later songs, but but they're, Darren takes the lead. So not Serge, yeah. the, the main yeah. vocal, but Darren takes the lead on that one. And uh, yeah, I just, I love how moody and different that one was compared you know, to the crazy. rest of the songs. So normally when we we get we get to like the bigger name bands so like um Under Oath and all those things people normally mm-hmm. put, tend to put like the same songs on there like Yeah. With System of a Down everybody who mentioned System of a Down I'm pretty sure they put different songs. Oh like, we've gotten everything. We've gotten so sign. many different songs. There's yeah. so many amazing ones and they're also <laughs> really weird is. and special and Yeah. 
yeah dude they all Hell just yeah. resonate with you differently yeah. Uh, yeah. and that's really awesome catch them mm-hmm. at sick new world by the way yeah week. yeah Adam, i'll be there I'm, I'm definitely jealous of adam he's he's going i'm not to gonna be able to make it but yeah. I, I wish i could <laughs> i really wish i could next on the list is devil wears prada let's go that was one of our texas favorites. is south yeah first song i heard by yes. them on oh, my god that's so and, good dude i just remember being like you know, like clicking onto the page and it's yes. And I'm like, oh God, what yeah. is this? This is weird. I don't know if I like it, but I do like it. And like, I found myself coming back to it again and again. I'll go to, I went to this, there was like a dude who I didn't like in high school. And um, that was his, his MySpace page song. So I would just, I would like go to his page just to hear <laughs> that song. I was like, I hate this fucking dude, but I love this song. And um, yeah, man, that, that shit. As raw and un- undeveloped as it was as a metalcore song, it, yes, it definitely yeah. brought me into the world. That first album, I actually saw, it was 2007, and it was at like this janky-ass venue in New Orleans. Oh, those and, were the best. Yeah, uh, Devil Wears Prada was the headliner. They were touring for Dear Love, A Beautiful Discord, that mm-hmm. album they just released. Mm-hmm. And... um Dance Gavin Dance with Johnny Craig opened up Woo! for them. Oh man. And that was my introduction to to DJD with Johnny Craig. And holy shit, dude. That dude, was dude. Yeah. I was just like awestruck in the crowd. Like I couldn't yeah, even. Yeah, that's funny, man. Dude. I have a similar <laughs> like, story. That's like really close to my intro with Johnny Craig, except it was on the Devil Wars Prada Sweet Brag Tour. Yeah. Um, with a day to remember and Emerosa and Sky Airplane. And when I walked in, Emerosa was playing. I'd never seen them or heard of them before. But Johnny was up there like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Like, right. Who is this dude? He's insane. And then I went down. a. I mean, this is a perfect segue to to my post hardcore rabbit hole with mm-hmm. Emerosa and then Dance Gavin Dance. Um, Dance Gavin Dance was hugely influential on me after my Devil Wars Prada era mm-hmm. uh, where that was my favorite band. It became Dance Gavin Dance. Yeah, and uh, I'm talking about like the Johnny Craig days and yeah. the Kurt Travis days. Like Absolutely. those were fucking so formative for yeah, me. Yeah, that sounds basically like how it went for us. We were huge yeah. Divorce Prada. And so after that Adam. show, I bought Adam. Uh, it was the it was a CD, I think. Or did I buy you a shirt? I don't you remember. Bought me a shirt. It was like, it was a I'm olive skinned, and this was a like like <laughs> Easter yellow. Yeah, <laughs> back to the future. Back to the future shirt. Yeah, future, yeah. Yes, and only the best from the scene. Yeah, all, all those only crazy the neon, the monsters, <laughs> yeah. and with the, the with giant the, text, with the graphic that goes from like the very top of the shirt to the very bottom. Can't yeah. get any bigger. Of course, aliens and, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. After that, I think we were. I was like seventeen, and I bought the the album there too. And me and Adam, we probably listened to that thing a thousand times in my truck. Oh yeah, yeah. It was yeah. nuts, and then yeah, uh, Kurt Travis. That that's by far one of my favorite eras. Like I love Kurt God, Travis, dude. Man. That Seriously, was just, yeah. I love Kurt Travis. Like I, I've uh, I've been listening to him, you know, for ages and ages, and then even after Dance Gavin Dance, a lot like Birds. Love that. Yes, oh, Royal man. Coda. Yeah, yeah, and then love and them. then Royal Coda, etc. And I've done a few tours with Kurt. Luckily, Macari has gone out with him, and yeah. he's such a great guy. I was yeah. gonna ask and, about and a that. badass and. Yeah, man, I learned so much, so much listening to Kurt. I learned so much about 
increasing vocal range just by trying to study and mimic what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His voice was just, I, I'll be honest, when I first heard it, I didn't like it. And it's, I guess I, maybe I got spoiled to like the whole Johnny thing where it mm-hmm. was, it was like an R&B vocal in post-hardcore. Mm-hmm. No, that was very special and no yeah. one could, could do it like he could. But uh, yeah. Kurt brought something different. I actually, I heard DGD with Kurt before I heard it with Johnny. I, I went back through their discography, okay. but when I got into them, this was like right when happiness was yeah. about to come out. So yeah. I heard Carl Barker and and it was game over, man. Yeah, like that is the song. That is it that's is. my it's that might great. be my favorite song of all time. Oh, we can throw that awesome. one on there. Then. Yeah, no, that's gotta be there. the one. Yeah, put it on there. Yeah, yeah but I I went back and listened after a couple of years, and it's just I don't know if maybe I was just young and didn't understand. I don't know, but I he is by far one of my favorite vocalists of all yep. time. Like he is very just special. Oh, so yes. good. Great lyrics too. Great. Oh, lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. Did you want to throw something from Imoroso on there? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, I mean, I hate to be generic, but the past would stay dead. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> because once you hear that tailored sheets, there's no going back. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Life. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I loved it. I actually think the the album after that one, the self-titled, is, is probably a better album, more well-rounded songs. But mm-hmm. yeah. there's some moments on, on Relativity that are just I remember like, hair-raising. He was doing some kind of like promotion for for the pastors like that album, mm-hmm. and uh, he was doing that song. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that album. It was a toast of future kids. Right, right. The, he did that acoustic, yep. and man, that just the raw power from that dude's voice is absolutely crazy. Yeah, you know, I learned so much from from mimicking and watching him as well. Yeah, it, it was like him and and Kurt were two sides of the same coin, but two very different sides. And right, and, yeah. Having the uh, privilege of of observing both, it taught me a lot. Yeah, well, that's awesome, man. And let's get into some heavier stuff now that we got the post All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the stuff you do with like monuments and terminators like is way heavier than sure. <laughs> than, sure, you know. Yeah, I went. I definitely like went further into the metal rabbit hole. I started getting really into progressive tech and also deathcore. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Like the Acacia Strain got got super into them oh, yeah, for a while. That, I guess that's on the deathcore side. But yeah, it was uh, uh, Skynet was the first one I heard from. Oh Skynet. yeah, yeah. That that riff, I was just like, what the fuck? Oh my god. So uh, yeah, and then and then Whitechapel started creeping into my life. Um, with that that album, a new era of corruption. Yeah. That was my that was my intro to to Phil Bozeman, who, like, I learned so much about screaming listening to Phil. He yeah. was the guy. He was he was the number one core vocalist. Yep, um, we've heard so. that on this podcast a few times. I said he oh, was for sure. When whenever Phil Bozeman came out, he there was nobody else doing it like he was doing it. Yeah. So so for that band, I would say, like, breeding violence probably. Or or murder sermon, which which had Vincent from the Acacia Strain on it, so it was just double legend. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that was my death course. You know, I, I got in a lot a lot of different death core bands. I, I was in a job for a cowboy as well. I I love. Oh the, god. The, oh yeah. Talk about the, the MySpace era. <laughs> yeah, dude. They they were the epitome of of MySpace death core, yes. which I don't think is a bad thing at all. No, no, no it's not. Yeah. But um, great album, Entombment of Machine, Knee Deep. 
but yeah, yeah, deathcore days, and then there was prog metal. So periphery. I mean, yeah. like I can't, I can't tell you enough how much periphery influenced me, and I, I was my mouth was hanging open when I first heard them, man. I, I remember I was I was in the van going to like a little foot show, right? Mm-hmm. I was in, <laughs> yeah, when I was in pop punk, and um, I heard. I'm I, I don't know if it was Icarus Lives or it might have been like another song from that album like Total of Mad. But it was the grooviest metal I'd ever fucking heard. And and that those those new age axe effects guitar tones and the crisp superior drummer drums like oh my god man. Yeah. Insane. Like even today that album holds up so well. It's mm-hmm. still so awesome. Uh so periphery was was my in to the prog metal scene, which a lot of people could say is kind of late because yeah. obviously there's a lot of great prog bands. We actually talked to um, Aviations, and I know y'all just took oh, I uh, love Werner. Aviations. I know oh, y'all just I took Werner, too. right? Yes. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they mentioned he, this was before y'all went on tour, and he was like, uh, our, our bassist is going on tour with Monuments, and I was like, that's badass, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Werner's the best. Shout out to yeah. Werner. He's so cool. But yeah, man, I mean, it was Periphery. It was uh, Born of Osiris. That song, Abstract Art, off of uh, The New Rain, that first yeah. EP they did. Yeah, that was another what-the-fuck moment. Like, how can you make music like this? We did, a like, a standalone episode last week. I think I dropped it last week, and I asked Adam to kind of give me some music to listen to. One of the, the artists he put on there was Lee McKinney. The mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the, the guitar Osiris. player. Yeah, he's great. His solo shit is absolutely insane. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's like the arpeggio sweep king. Yeah, he's got a lot of really cool arpeggiated solos that I think that's like, you know, what I like most about his guitar playing and his signature style. Yeah, shout out to Boo. Yeah, so my brother's a massive fan of yours, and he told me to ask when, or perhaps when, we could expect some uh, new Macari. Well, I am uh, going into the studio in January next month. Okay. About a month from now to finish the album. Um, all the instrumentals are done, and I, it's just been a matter of but of trying to find time where I'm available and our producer mm-hmm. is available. So we lined it up. As soon as that gets smashed out, it'll it'll be mixed fairly quickly. I I am hoping it'll be around March. When you'll start to see some new Macari okay. tunes, oh, yeah. I will. Awesome. I will report back. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's your brother's name? His name is Lucky. That's his Lucky nickname. Rodriguez. Yeah, I yeah. fucking love you, dude. <laughs> oh, dude, he's gonna love that. Dude. Yeah. Thanks for yeah. that. Yeah, um, speaking of being in all these bands and with all of the new abilities to record, I guess like remotely. Does that, I mean, that's got to help you, right? Just Yeah, I wouldn't have a job if I, if I <laughs> couldn't do that. Because, yeah. well, I actually went to trade school for audio engineering back uh-huh. in 2012. And from there, I learned like everything else from the internet. And that was my plan to get myself out into the industry and find some bands to work with was like, learn it myself and be able to, to demonstrate value on the internet mm-hmm. um, with vocals self-producing and being able to send that digitally to people and then that skill set carried me for the rest of you know up until now um being able to make music like that with term and i recorded all by myself here 
at my own home studio. Same with monuments at self edit and uh, send it all the way over overseas. Yeah. Um, and, and that if if I couldn't do that, I don't know if we could afford to even make music because of how crazy expensive it would be to to fly me out and then and then stay all of us stay at a studio for weeks at a time. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a necessity for me to be able to do remote recording. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of the way it's headed, though, especially after like, like, you know, COVID pandemic and all that stuff. I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of bands uh, are moving that way now with at least one person in the band knowing how to do all that stuff. Yeah, I think if if you are in a band and nobody in your band knows how to do it, you're you're not going to you're not going to break through. Yeah, because it's everyone's doing it. Everyone's and, and it's so accessible too. so mm-hmm. many great tutorials and resources out there to learn so really you just need time and dedication yeah so what are i know you said spirit box but what are some of like your your current favorite bands um let's see and that that's tough because like i've i feel like i'm kind of stuck in 2010 sometimes it's hard for me to like find a lot of newer stuff to listen to um, I really like what Polyphia is doing right now. Yeah. They're doing something really unique and special. Uh, Loathe, I think, is dope. Um, that album, I let it in and it took everything, is really sick. And I I think it's also very influential now. A lot of people are, are going for that sound, which is like the post-Deftones metal yeah. sound. Um, volumes, still still really into Volumes. I love their most recent album, Happier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, there's some underrated ones like uh, this band called Dwellings. Oh, sure yeah. You might have heard of them. Yeah. Yes. I fucking love Dwellings, dude. Yes. I can't wait for them to put something new out because. No, please. I think yes. well, they're one of the most special post hardcore bands around. So, mm-hmm. yeah, his voice. Shout is out. Yeah. Just I mention them crazy. all the time. Yeah, dude, his voice, the guitar licks, like the song writing, the lyrics. Yeah. Uh, it's all eating the production to it. It's great. It, yeah. yeah. It really is really scratches an itch for me yeah for sure um let's get uh you want to throw a spirit box song yeah um uh you know probably rule of nines was the first one i heard and and that one drew me into them so we'll we'll go with the rule of nines rule of nines and then polyphia um let's do just because i'm I'm, i want to uh mix it up their newer newer stuff abc uh, yeah. is a song they have featuring Sophia Black, which is awesome, man. I love it. It's like it very so weird, yeah. but it's so cool, man. I, I love that song. <laughs> yeah, that song rules. Uh, Loathe? Um, two-Way Mirror. <laughs> it's got to be Two-Way Mirror. Two-Way Mirror. Yeah, that's the one that everyone loves, but whatever. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to pretend <laughs> to be avant-garde. I yeah, love yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Volumes? Um... Nine one three six seven, which is off of their album No Sleep, uh, the most underrated, best progressive gent album of all time. No Sleep. Uh, we saw a few of their songs live, and they were fucking insane. Yeah, yeah I love them. They, they've always brought like a like a party hype element to yeah to mm-hmm. progressive metal. You know, where it's like it's not all just neckbeards doing like algorithms and fucking like time signatures it's like you can you can have fun so and you have volumes the last one dwellings see it through see it through yeah gotta be see it through yeah that one's great that out that song is perfect 
it's god damn it it's so good mm-hmm. yeah yeah i love man you, you guys are i'm having fun i love i love thinking about this okay Wonderful. Man, that's Wonderful. awesome we're, that's that's what we're that's what we like to <laughs> yeah hear, man. yeah thanks thanks for the the trips yeah. down memory lane oh yeah um one thing that i want to bring i follow you on twitter and i know uh i've, I've seen you talk about a lot i'm not sure how much you were willing to divulge into the situation or whatever sure. but i know you um struggle with like uh like a sleep disorder as well yes yeah so it's crazy because i have a uh, narcolepsy so on the opposite side I'm so of sorry you, oh it, it's something i've been dealing with my whole life you know so like you just kind of get used to it mm-hmm. um, but i take medication for it and everything but it, i've had it for so long i don't even know if the medication is working anymore so dude i relate to that too man like yeah with with my depression and and anxiety and stuff i just kind of i take what i take what i've been taking for years and i hope it takes the edge off but i, I don't really know how, yeah. how much it's working yeah i noticed like when i stop taking the medicine for a while i get like sleepier and shit like i can barely stay awake but if i stop <laughs> taking it for like a week or two and then I start taking it, it feels brand new, but right. that feeling doesn't last very long. Of course so. <laughs> not. Yeah. As drugs do. Yeah. 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 But I mean, I, I, you know, struggle and everything as well. With it. I thought it was just uh, not really cool, but it's uh, refreshing, I guess. Solidarity. Just, yeah. 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 You know. Yeah, that. man. I, I'm so sorry that you struggle with that because I understand how life wrecking yeah. sleep disorders can be mm-hmm. and yeah. are. I mean, sleep is something that you literally cannot go without and every human needs it and every human does it and most people sleep without really having to think about it too much yeah um, or stay awake without having to right right you know, or stay like... awake right right but basically that's how you function and if you can't do that then and the thing is like since most people don't deal with it they don't really understand how fucking awful it is and yeah. how much harder it makes everything and so you can be perceived as just being like lazy yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. um it's just hard to explain the the torture and and pain that like it gets painful you know yeah. what i mean not like being so tired that you can't fucking stay awake yeah um like it hurts and, and your brain doesn't work right you can't you can't think straight and yeah. you just feel awful. You get, you get that, like that, that feeling in your legs. I don't know if it happens to you, but when I'm sleep deprived, like my legs start like cramping up and like, like I just feel like fucking mush. Yeah. Wow. So with narcolepsy, there's, there's narcolepsy with cataplexy and narcolepsy, narcolepsy without, uh, I have narcolepsy without cataplexy, but I have experienced cataplexy before. So in my younger days, it's basically where your muscles just literally give out. Like uh, it happens to like when you feel like any kind of burst of emotion, like happiness. Oh, wow. Whatever, yes. Your, yes, your I... legs will just fall out from under you. It's it's insane. Do, do you so so your muscles give out? Are you still conscious when that happens or or do you just go out like a light? Um, so I've experienced it. The, the, when I've experienced it, I was actually like at my job. I was uh, like sand, like using an air grinder, <laughs> and uh, my legs just just quit. And I'm pretty sure I went unconscious. And when I opened my eyes, I was like two inches from busting my face on the table, <laughs> and Jesus. I barely caught myself. But wow. yeah, it's it's, it's wow. crazy. Yeah. So you like you like open your eyes like mid falling over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was oh, damn. 
Well, well, that you know, although we have, we both have sleep disorders. Like that is such a different world and experience, mm-hmm. you know. But um, equally, well, I don't know if it's equal, but but sufficiently life ruining nonetheless. Yeah, yeah. Um, that sounds straight up scary, man. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, it's it's funny because the whole time leading up to this interview, I was thinking about this, and I was like, you know, how like maybe for just one week how awesome it would be just to like stay awake when i wanted to like have your thing and you have mine for like but then right. i was like oh, you know dude. <laughs> you know like it would eventually get pretty shit just like it is now so it, <laughs> ideally though maybe we yeah if we could just trade for like a couple days at a time yeah. that would <laughs> right? be all right it would still <laughs> suck but it's like you know, at least you're going from like too little to too much and yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. We're, we're fine. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. But no, man, it's, I feel you though. And it's, it's the lazy thing on for sure. That was, I didn't catch it. So I actually went and got diagnosed when I was 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like my, my whole, I remember when it started, I was in like the eighth grade and I just could not for the life of me stay awake. And I remember being called lazy a lot and everything like that. And yeah. And, and you behold, don't know how you know, to refute it because you don't yeah. know what the fuck's going on with you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't. You can't really tell somebody how it feels because it, when, it, especially when it first starts happening, you have no idea. You're just, I yeah. don't know. You know, you're just like, maybe I am just like, what's wrong with you? Why can't yeah. I just fucking do it? Right. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. Thanks crazy. for asking about that, dude. I'm I'm happy to to chat about that. I think it helps to talk about. Yeah, for sure. Especially, yeah, I don't know. Just those are things that not they're very rare disorders. Not a lot of people have them. So just seeing people talk about them maybe makes them normal i guess <laughs> yeah well you know i complain because i need to get it out so yeah. you know when you see me popping off on twitter about oh fuck my life fucking sucks like i can't fucking sleep like you know i i can't say that i'm doing that to like for for a noble reason to normalize it but i'm just being selfish and you mm-hmm. know bitching about it but i will say it does it does help to see other people talk about yeah. it and make I guess raise the awareness so you're not judged as as harshly. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm really lucky, especially like with the monuments guys. When I we tour a lot, and they understand that I have this problem, so they'll cut me some slack and let me sleep in through loading when I need to. And yeah, um, you know, if I didn't have an understanding support system, I'd be absolutely boned. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm lucky to have to have good friends that understand. Yeah, well, sometimes it does help just to vent and get it off your chest. So that's yeah, no, yeah. no judgment here whatsoever, man. No, well, I think thank you, dude. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> you know, when, when people, whenever someone prefaces by saying I follow you on Twitter, I'm always like, oh, God, like, is this going to be like, you know, what what, what did I say that, <laughs> you know, because I'm, I'm often trying to tread that line between professionalism and, and, and being a real yeah. human being. And I, I don't yeah. always know where to draw the line and sometimes when i'm feeling impulsive i'll i'll do that and then eventually like later on i'll be like oh, i'm fucking embarrassed and delete the tweet um, <laughs> but it is real you know it, it's yeah. who i am and i i i appreciate that that you understand and you don't you don't judge me based on no that. no it's, it, it is it's very helpful just to get it off your chest sometimes man that's yeah man, that's all we need to do sometimes is just talk about it so hell yeah man yeah <laughs> but adam you got anything else uh, I'm I'm good, man. I good. think I've asked everything I needed to. We covered lots okay. of ground today, boy. Yeah, we did. Um, the one question we like to ask, though, is uh, the, if you use Spotify or Apple Music, can you give us the last song you were listening to? Let me check. Let me open this up. 
what was the last song? Don't lie. <laughs> I had it up. I had it up. No, no, I had it up last night. Look at that. It was Polyphia. Um, Bloodbath featuring Chino Marino. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, nice. yeah they got that Chino feature. Yeah. yeah. I was like, that, you know, what's, what's good about Polyphia is even though it's like really ex- like extreme and and technical and like crazy, it's still very accessible and it's like pop. So you can play it in yeah yeah whatever we're... situation and it's not going to be like whoa what's going on with the fucking screaming and right so i was just hanging out uh with a friend and and uh had a polyphia album going yeah uh i'm not so normally like i said we usually only have like um a guest with like one band but and we we throw two of their songs on this playlist you have four bands <laughs> right so so um, let's so, do dealer's choice right yeah you can just give us um one song from each band and we'll throw all four of them on here and i'll, I'll maybe Thanks. do like one in the beginning one in the middle and then one at the end and right. i'll throw that fourth one in there somewhere as well so i appreciate that man yeah, um man. so i i want to give a shout out to to the wander boys and we mm-hmm. recently put out a single called hollow days which is like the newest thing we have and i'm really proud of that song it, it doesn't have like a lot of exposure but i'm really proud of that one yeah that one was about the pandemic um, and then for Macari, I guess I would have to say our song Mend, which is off uh, our most recent EP. Yes. And it's kind of like an emotional song about the passing of a loved one. Mm, okay. And then let's go with uh, Take Flight from Termina, which is one of our new singles off of our upcoming second LP. Nice. And then finally for Monuments, let's go with... Uh, the song Opiate, which isn't a single, but my personal favorite on the album, In Stasis. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, like I said, I'll just add these on there. And uh, Adam, is there, you want to do the closing, like everything else? Sure. Like, okay, so just drop your, you know, all your projects, like social media handles. I know we already talked about what Macari kind of has going on. Um, you can speak about some of the other bands, maybe tours or or, or music or just yeah, man, whatever's coming up. Sure, that'd be great. Um, M- Monuments is embarking on a European tour. We're uh supporting the band Leprous, and that starts wow, February first. Yeah, I can't wait, dude. They're so sick. That's gonna be sick. And uh, we're going out with Calandra as well. And uh, yeah, you can expect a couple new nuggets of tunes from Monuments. They're they're not we're not doing like a full album yet, but we've got some surprises coming and uh. Yeah, alongside of that, Macari and Terminal will both be releasing new full-length albums in the first or second quarter of 2023. Hell yeah. And then Wander, we're not done. You know, everyone's busy, but but we're casually working on stuff. So keep your eyes peeled for some day. Wonderful. Yeah, Wander. Wonderful. <laughs> God, I hate myself. <laughs> But yeah, man, we do. Thank you so much. You were we've been a fan of yours for a really long time, and and yeah, that means the world. Appreciate you, yeah. really. Thank, thank, you, so thank much. you, August and and Adam for having me on and and um, listening to my music. I, yeah. I love you guys. It means a lot. Yeah. It was our we'll pleasure, dude. And thank you. And and you have a nice night, man. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's do this again sometime. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Take care, boys. Later. Yes. You too.